Welcome to the Service Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Carissa, and with me today is our guest, Brian Hughes. Brian is the president of Hughes Environmental Engineering and has been a long-term partner of Service Professionals. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today, Brian. Absolutely. Good morning, and uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm flattered to be included. Absolutely. I really appreciate all the time that you take to work with us and help us out with anything when we're, um, you know, in a situation where we need your assistance. So thank you so much. Um, before we get started today, I wanted to give you the opportunity to tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you came to be in your current role, just so everyone can kind of get an idea of who you are and a little bit more about Hughes. Okay. Well, well, thanks for those that don't don't know me. Um, I got here totally by accident, like a lot of people getting into this industry. Uh, but, uh, my name is Brian Hughes, and I'm speaking with you today from our offices at Hughes Engineering in New Jersey. Um, the way I get into the business is I, uh, getting into the, the family business was never really the plan. Uh, you know, my family were not really college people, so my parents uh, really insisted that uh, my family all go to college and get a four-year degree and go out in the corporate world and do your own thing. And I came back uh, to Hughes at um, age 24, um, and I was given uh, probably the toughest job in the company, which is the dispatcher's job. I was a service coordinator. Uh, dispatching 16 technicians and it was me and a service manager and uh, one one billing clerk and that was the way the business looked back when I was young um, I did that uh, for about five years I was in the service department and then I was given the second hardest job in the company which is maintenance sales rep um, and that was a big uh, uh, learning curve to go from the, the, the operation side of the business to maintenance sales rep. And I, I, I joke with my father to this day, I said, were you trying to get me to quit? First you make me the dispatcher, then you make me the maintenance sales rep. And, and, and so it, it all worked out the way it did. Uh, but I've been, been here at Hughes for 28 years. Um, I've probably worn a ton of hats um, everywhere in the company and just very fortunate to have the opportunity to, to get into the business and to have a, an opportunity to to have ownership over the years to uh, to where I am now, the president and, and the owner of the company. That's great. That's amazing to hear your story because I've obviously known you for some time now, but I had no idea that you started out as a dispatcher. So that's great. Um, it's a good, good starting point as well, right? You're going to learn all aspects of the business and uh, yeah, that is a difficult role. Same with maintenance sales reps. I can sympathize with you on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the nice thing is even though I'm, I'm pretty convinced they were trying to get me to quit back then, uh, it's a nice thing because when you uh, when you you're talking with your service coordinator and and they go through a tough spell because they've got the the tough times when the heat waves and the difficult times and then the maintenance sales reps uh, have their ups and downs as well. Um, it's nice to be able to say I was there. Um, I you know been there, done that. And it's one thing to say I, I understand, and it's one thing to say I, I went through those same things. So it it was as tough as those times were earlier in my career. Um, it's it's nice to be able to speak with authenticity when you ha have those people doing those same jobs here at your company, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that would definitely help out to show that side of, you know, that empathetic side and, and that full understanding. And it really does show that you, you care, for sure. And it's not just blind direction. You've been there. You you know what I mean? It's uh, That's great. Um, so... In terms of Hughes Environmental, um, where you're located in New Jersey. What is your service area? Where does it span? Um, that's a great question. My office, where I am right now, is in a town called Mawa, which is in the very northern part of New Jersey on the New York border. We're probably only about 20 minutes from New York City, just west of New York City. So 
if you look at a map, our geographical footprint is going to be everywhere from like southern Connecticut down through the Hudson Valley, uh, all through the metropolitan New York area. And we probably cover about two thirds of the state of New Jersey. It's a pretty big population. It, on, on the map, it's a small little circle that you draw with your Sharpie. Uh, but we're probably within 90 minutes of a population of maybe 20 million people. Uh, so we don't service Pennsylvania at all. Uh, there's just a lot of density where we are in this market. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's just a, an enormous opportunity for maintenance space and projects just within that little geographical footprint. Mm-hmm, for sure. And you mentioned that you have maintenance sales reps as well. So can you elaborate a little bit more on all of your service offerings that you that you have in place? Uh, sure. Well, you know, like most SP group members, we have a, a very strong focus and commitment to growing our maintenance space and keeping the existing maintenance space we have. That's part of the, the good customer service and care process. So the, the offerings that we have that make up our maintenance space uh, it's pretty diverse. Uh, like most members and, and most service companies in our industry, we do a lot of HVAC service, commercial, industrial. Uh, we do get involved in some hydronics and some boiler work, some chillers. Uh, one of our specialties is commercial refrigeration. That's something that's a little bit different skill set that we have to train for. And not, not commercial refrigeration like grocery stores and Walmarts and things like that, um, but more warehouse uh, industrial, cold storage, food manufacturing, food processing. Uh, we don't. I, I try to tell people that we we don't want to do refrigeration that where a customer can come in and step up to a cash register and make a purchase. So no pizzerias, no restaurant work. Uh, but it's a different skill set and it's it's a niche that that gives us a little bit of a market differentiator for what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And and throughout the past few years, obviously things have been extremely difficult with the. Um, pandemic and any of the economic hardships that came along with that Uh, but Hughes has come out strong and you're continuing to grow year over year so was there anything throughout the last three years that you have implemented that uh, was a big change for you that's really made you successful throughout these last three years? Uh, Well you know I I think a lot of it Carissa was just doing keep doing what we did well and and not not panic and and start getting into different things Uh, it was pretty tenuous back in the beginning. You know, it sounds like a long time ago now, but uh, back in the early part of the pandemic, New York City was kind of ground zero of that. And in other parts of North America, U.S. and Canada, a lot of you watched what was happening in New York first, right? With all the schools getting closed and everybody being home, lockdown orders, empty out your, your non-essential businesses. So we kind of got caught, we, I say like the whole service industry in general, sort of kind of got caught flat-footed on the the initial part of the pandemic shutdown, whereas other uh, markets at least had a few weeks to kind of prepare for that. And it was pretty tenuous, you know. Um, One of the lessons learned uh, is that you had to meet people where they were um, in, in the company. We had to meet... Uh, our employees uh, for, for what was important to them. Some uh, had uh, a lot of difficulty uh, getting to work. Uh, maybe they had some people living at home that had health compromise situations and they, they, they needed to stay at home. Uh, not only uh, office workers, but technicians. Others came to us and said the exact opposite and said, I, I, I need to come to work. I, I need a five-day paycheck. I, I cannot be home one day, uh, you, you, you know, what customers are open that I can go to. So the lesson was that we have to meet people where they are. Um, and 
we, we wound up getting through those first couple of months with a, a, a little bit of apprehension. And then, like everything in our industry, when the summer of 2020 came, uh, the hot weather solves a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. we, 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 we breathed a little bit more easy when the hot weather came around and then it was okay. Um, as far as how we handle things, uh, it, it, we definitely saw our customers pull back on maintenance. You know, they were suspending maintenance contracts. They were postponing repairs. Capital expenditures fell off the table. It was a lot different than previous turndowns. You know, in previous economic turndowns, uh, our customer base truly didn't have the money. Like they just said, we don't have the funding. This was different because with the pandemic, they had the money, but they just did not have confidence that their business or their building would even be there. And then, you know, once we got through 2021 into 22, the work started to come back. And, and really this past year, I was telling Nicole this, that uh, this past year was our best year, not because we did anything great, but we were around and prepared for the pent up demand that came off. There was a lot of money on the sidelines for projects and getting a lot of repairs done that had been sitting out there. So finally in 2022, the investment came back um, off the sidelines into play. So we had a great year, not because we, we did anything special. We were doing everything we have done all along, but we were just there and we were staffed and, and we had the people to be able to do it. Um, I don't know that we'll have another year like that, uh, but there's still some repercussions um, uh, economically. And I think a lot of SP group members are, are feeling the same thing. Yeah, and I think what you said there about um, organizations or your customers having the financial ability to do it but maybe not the confidence is key going into the next few years because of everybody kind of being in fear of this upcoming recession or potential recession that's coming up. And I think people have that um, fear or uh, don't have the confidence to maybe invest in certain things because they're worried about what might come to be. But I think that's why it's so important that we continually talk about the importance of preventative maintenance, for example, so that you can continue the equipment uh, life cycle as long as you can uh, and talk about doing the, um, uh, sorry, uh, the replacements as soon as possible before it becomes a problem. So just continually talking to people about investing in your equipment, investing in your systems now, um, rather than being afraid of a potential recession that may not be as bad as we think it's going to be. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And really, you know, best in class mechanical service contractors knew intuitively to keep your people, um, yeah. you know, hang on to them. Work will come around, uh, do everything you can to hang on to your people because you know that it's going to be just as hard to get good qualified people to come work for you now this year than it was a couple of years ago. So any any contractor that thought the market would loosen up a little bit for talent and said, well, you know, maybe things will shake out a little bit. Uh, that's not true, as, as most people have now learned the lesson, uh, perhaps the painful way, is it's it's uh, as hard as it is to, to work. You have to work as hard as you ever had to to find good people to join your organization. And, and, I, and I do count the SP group members as part of that, because when we talk to all these owners, uh, we're all doing the same thing. Hang on to talent for dear life. Hang on to your customers for dear life. And you're going to be in a better pole position when this thing is over. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's obviously a lot of people that may not have followed that rule and are looking Agree. struggling now to find those good technicians. But, you know, it's uh, it's tough to recruit right now. That's everybody's kind of main main concern is always looking for that new top talent and new technicians or new apprentices. And um, 
yeah, with the talent pool seems to be shrinking a bit, that is a struggle. So you're right. Yeah, that's that's got to be the key focus is employee retention. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I, I will interject and you didn't ask the question, but since we're talking about talent and that's something that's on everybody's mind as contractors uh, and, I, and I've tried to express uh, a little bit of a contrarian opinion in the industry and I'll share it on this podcast. Um, I, I do not believe there is a labor shortage in the HVAC service industry. There is no labor shortage. That is a misnomer. Uh, we can debate whether there's a talent shortage, which probably there is, as uh, we, we need to, to get the people that are in the trade, uh, the continuing education to work on the more sophisticated equipment that our customers put in their buildings. Uh, but there is no labor shortage. We have everybody we need to do every PM, put in every project, take care of every service call that comes in this week. The fact that it's harder to get people to come work for you does not equate to a labor shortage. So the way we look at it, and I try to convince our staff, is that everybody we need, because we get asked, well, how come I can't find anybody? Um, I need three good guys. I would hire three good guys tomorrow. And my response is, well, then why don't you? Best-in-class contractors have everybody they need ready to work for them they're just working down the street for a competitor that's the, and, and that person is just dying for your phone call to, to, to you have to find out who they are and they would they they will be so happy that they were offered an opportunity to work for you so if you're a great contractor or even if you're very good everybody you need is right there they're just a few miles away you just have to go get them you can't just run an ad on indeed and expect them to to break the door down those days are over uh, so you have to work hard to get people and in our industry for and i i count sp group members if you're if you truly consider yourself a best-in-class contractor in your market you will always have a talent pool to draw from there, there is no such thing as a labor shortage. I just don't buy that. Uh, there, there could be a talent shortage and a skills shortage, separate conversation, but there is no labor shortage. Everybody you need is out there. Uh, they just need to be aware of the opportunity. And the top of the food chain always eats, <laughs> even in times of famine. The top of the food chain always eats. So if you're a great contractor in our trade, uh, you have everybody you need for sure. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, and that's something that um, myself and my team are working with SP Group members or uh, any anybody else who's interested in working with us to help grow that. Uh, I guess you could say, you know, talent pool or, or help them with recruitment. But you're right; the main focus is on really communicating that company culture because that seems to be so important. And and explain and, and communicate why people should come and work for you, why you're the best contractor to work for. And you're right; just posting an ad. I mean, nobody knows anything about you. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's really communicating that through social media, marketing, whatever the uh, approach may be. But also, you're right, reaching out to people and, and having yeah, that strategic huge. plan is key. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. And, you know, these days, Carissa, if if, if you were to do a poll um, of 100 contractors um, like my company and you ask them a question, which would you rather have right now? Um, a really great account, like a huge account that spins off lots of maintenance, lots of projects, or you'd have like one really good ace technician, they'd pick the technician over the big customer every time. Uh, that's that's really where the need is, and that's our that's one of our biggest issues for sure. And I'm glad to see that 
SP Group is making some initiatives to really meet the customers where they're at, your customers, you know, our, our members, yeah. uh, because that's that's compelling what, what we're doing. That's going to change things for sure um, as we, we really work these next few years to, to drive the talent into the best companies because we do believe we are. Yeah, exactly. So you're right. Yeah, everybody who's a member of the SP Group is, is top of the, you know, I don't know if you want to call it food chain, but top class contract. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're best in class in their market. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So if we can help in any way to um, bring in more technicians, because we're, we're listening to you, and, and this seems to be a challenge for everybody right now, is just looking for those those technicians. So if there's anything that we can do to assist with that, we're, we're certainly happy to help and, and really looking forward to working with everybody in 2023 to help. Yeah, don't worry. We will take you up on your offer. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so speaking of that, um, one of the things I wanted to mention is just the fact that we, we have the um, the great ability to have watched Hughes grow over the years because you've been one of our very first members uh, since yeah, the beginning. 2004. Yeah, 2004. Yeah, you're now our longest standing member, uh, which is fantastic. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, um, what has your experience been like over the years and how have you seen SP Group change and evolve over the years? Uh, well, it, you know, it has changed. There's been new people, it's grown. Uh, I really enjoy uh, the friendships and the network I've made with the other, other members. You know, uh, every time you think that you have to spend all your time in your business and you have to be Monday through Friday with the cell phone always uh, at your side, when your business needs you, and that's true, uh, but we've never regretted over the years um, spending time outside the four walls of our business to go look for best practices um, in other associations, other businesses. And every time I think, you know, do we really need this membership, um, or you know, I got to write that check again, or there's a, a conference and I have to fly to another city and leave my family for a few days, there's always that, that gravitational pull that, that keeps you from doing that, right? Because you, you, you feel that you belong here, you belong with your family, you belong with your business. Um, but I've never regretted one time over the years putting in the effort outside of the regular uh, duty as a business owner to go find ways to make my business better. And even uh, the, the way I do it when I come uh, to, to conferences and I, and I meet with SP group principals and I go to some of the, the lead sessions, I always find myself writing down little notes, not copying notes like a student would in front of a teacher where you have six pages of notes, but just little things. Because somebody will say something in, in Dallas, Texas or in Chicago or in Atlanta and I'll say, you know, I never thought about that. We've been doing this so many years. That's pretty cool. Um, and I just write it down. I give myself some homework assignments. So when I come back to the mothership, um, I investigate some things that maybe other people are doing better than I am. And I always come away with the same thing. Uh, I, I want to make my business a little bit better when I get back from training, for lack of a better phrase. Um, even principals need training. And that's really one of the things that I, I, I value about SP Group is that the principals that, that have my job in other companies, uh, where we have the same uh, stresses, we have the same problems, same issues, and it's nice to be around people that that are best in class in their market. Um, the SP group principals I've met over the years, uh, th these are the smartest people in the business. Uh, so why wouldn't I want to be around them? 
uh, as much as I can. Why wouldn't I want to be on a Zoom call uh, when they're going to talk about some sort of key performance indicator in their project department? Or why wouldn't I want to go to a, a session to talk about how to properly compensate sales reps? Um, you know, th these are the things that, that I'm always interested in, and it's it's been a very good investment for our, our, our company um, ever since the beginning. Um, we're, uh, we're committed, for sure. That's great. Yeah, no, that's really great to hear, and, and absolutely, that's going to be a huge takeaway whenever you go and meet with everybody and, and get everybody's feedback. And the fact that, like you said, everybody spans across so many different states and so many different regions and we've you know got members in Canada and Puerto Rico and there's got to be different different things that people are doing just even based on uh, the environment itself or the climate it's so different across the whole span of things so um, you do get a, a unique perspective from everybody so yeah I, lo I, I love it it's one of the yeah. best things I do for the company mm -hmm. yeah. yeah no that's great to hear um, do you have any advice to anyone who might be thinking of joining SP group um well, I would say talk to uh, talk to other members, um, which I, I believe that SP Group offers to say, why don't you talk to somebody? This this company looks like your company in a different market. Uh, we're all an open book, and we'll talk to you about what we like and what the investment is. Um, but you know, one piece of advice to make it stick is that it's one thing to want to be around best in class contractors that are in the mechanical service business, but uh, you also have to put in the effort. So one mistake owners make, and, and we've had some people come and go, is that sometimes as owners, uh, we make the short-sighted mistake of, of figuring like if we write a check, it'll happen and we join and we sign up for a membership and then like it, it doesn't stick, like the adhesive doesn't set. And one of the things that's common with all SP group members that are successful and have tenure with our organization is that they have at least one internal champion um, and, and somebody that, that, that believes in the training, believes in the investment, believes that it's worthwhile to send people to, to be around um, other people that do their jobs. And if you don't have an internal champion, uh, you may want to second guess on how well, how willing you are to make this commitment because I'm not going to say that we don't want you, but, but if you, you have to commit to send your people and commit to make the investment above and beyond writing the check. So for example, Carissa, when I send my service coordinators to a training class or when I send a service coordinator to a, um, a, a lead seminar, I want her in class with other people that do her job in their market. I want her around other people. Um, I want my maintenance sales reps to be around other maintenance sales reps because they come back uh, with, with more polish. They come back with, with better skills. They come back with better ideas. And uh, that my advice would be that if you're going to make the commitment, uh, make the commitment to SP Group with glue, not just write the check. Yeah. Um, put, put a little sticky on it, and you're going to find out it's a great investment. Yeah. I like that. And I mean, I think that's that kind of goes with, with anything, right? I mean, this could be a bad analogy, but I mean, if you're going to invest in fitness and you, you invest in the treadmill, but you just hang your clothes on it, <laughs> it's not really going to give you the results that you're looking for if you're not going to yeah. invest the time in actually using it. So, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, one of the other things that um, 
I wanted to mention just because we have a mix in SP group of union and non-union contractors and you happen to be one of our union contractors so oh. I was hoping that you could maybe discuss that a little bit more your affiliation with the union and how that's benefited you and, and what some of the um, advantages are to being a part of the union um, yeah that's that's a great question um, you know for, for Hughes engineering union works um, I, my, my family I've never known life without being in the union just a, a quick uh, history lesson uh, my grandfather who uh, founded the company with my great-grandfather my grandfather signed the first union service contract with the united association for new jersey in 1949 so we were one of the original uh, signatory service contractors in the state and uh, like i said we, we've never known life any other way um, it works for us you know we can sell uh, the, the union uh, wage package is, is best in class. The benefits are best in class. The retirement uh, is unmatched. It's, it's better than, than even, even our, our in-house 401k. Uh, and the, the training is excellent too because we can band together with other union contractors with a full five-year Department of Labor certified apprenticeship program. Uh, but union is not a good fit for other uh, SP group members. There's others that for various reasons, we are a little bit different. So it works for us. And because of our union affiliation, we are also members of the Mechanical Contractors Association of America, um, which also has other service offerings. They don't really compete with SP group. I view them as complementary um, as far as the training we get from MCAA. And I do volunteer my time. Uh, not only do I volunteer my time coming to SP group uh, efforts, but I also volunteer my time with MCAA on their board of directors. And again, it's not because I, I, I specifically look for ways to, to get out of my office here to go do some things, but it's, it's an investment of time. And, I, and I, I represent our company nationally. I represent our company here in the state of New Jersey and in metropolitan New York. And it's just a good investment to, to bring best practices back. Every time I check into a hotel room and drop the suitcase, I'm thinking, here I go again, three more days here. Uh, but I never regret it because I come back with things uh, that that really I'm looking to hone our skills and make our, our company better. So our, our union affiliation and our membership in the MCAA is a nice um, benefit that, that complements SP Group. Uh, we've, we've, we've found that. That's been a a good uh, a good mix for us good investment absolutely how long have you been sitting on the board for mcaa um i got on the board with mcaa in 2016 okay. and i did a a full six-year term there's two three-year terms on the board of directors i think there's 29 board members and last year i was nominated to the executive committee uh, which has five members uh, so currently i think my title is uh, uh second vice president and uh, next year, I'll move up through what they call the chairs, and I will be the president of the MCAA in March of 2025, is when, oh, I, when I come in. That's great. Yeah, it'll be a one-year term. Uh, it'll get a chance to travel the country and meet lots of other great contractors and associations uh, like the ones we know in SP Group. Mm -hmm. And uh, that'll, that'll be my, my tour of duty. It's going to be a lot of time on the road that year. But then after I'm done, I go into retirement and uh, be a, a regular a regular citizen in the industry, and I'm looking forward to that. Right. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see the benefits of 
you know, being a part of MCAA or, or SP group because I, I will admit when I ch- checked you out on LinkedIn, you're connected with everyone. <laughs> so it really is beneficial to do the networking and put in the effort, like you said, and, and you really can grow that network and learn so much and, and gain so much experience by doing that. Yeah, I'm like most people. I don't connect. With, I don't connect with, on LinkedIn with people that I don't know, yeah. uh, that I haven't met. Um, I guess Zoom counts these days. If I met somebody on Zoom, I, I count that as a, kind of a virtual handshake. So I'll, I'll offer a connection to them, or I'll, I'll accept one from somebody that I know. Uh, but I'm not one of those with social media that's looking to build as many. It's it's to me, social media is about quality, not quantity. So followers and and connections is not as important as who they are. And, uh, and I try to make an effort to do that, uh, to meet people. And I, and I always, I always in, enjoy uh, spending time meeting new people and learning some things. Uh, there's just, just some great, talented people. I'll give you one success story. You didn't ask, but I'm thinking about, um, you know, benefits of SP Group. Um, our largest customer by volume, um, where we do about 4,000 hours a year of, of T&M service, uh, came from another SP group member that had the customer and said, do you know anybody in New York and New Jersey? And the guy said, there's only one company I trust that can take that, because I know what it takes to service you guys. Um, and uh, that that came from, that lead came from another SP group member. He knows who he is. If you're watching this podcast, you know who you are. Um but, uh, you know, what would you pay for that, for, for, for another contractor in another state to say, you have to call Hughes Engineering? One phone call led to one meeting, led to one contract proposal, done. And uh, it's just been a, a – it just that, – that alone, Carissa, probably paid for three years of membership in SP Group. Now, don't tell Nicole that. She'll raise the price on me and say, my, my, my membership fees are going to go up because we heard about that great co- customer you got. Uh, but those are the great byproducts of combustion, uh, of, and that's not part of our membership. That was a handshake, and the fact that you get to know people. Yeah. And uh, I, I will, even if that customer decided to to send us their our 30 days notice letter, which they won't, they like us. But even if they did, we will forever be grateful uh, for that that referral from another SP group member. Yeah, um, for sure. So we're we're very very um, very humbly appreciative of that. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, so just lastly, speaking of, uh, we were just talking about, you know, social media and LinkedIn and everything like that. Where can everyone find you or Hughes Environmental Engineering? Um, what social platforms are you on? Uh, LinkedIn is probably number one. Okay. Um, I, I personally do not uh, get on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, I kind of keep it more uh, toward the business sites. You know, then then sites where you might kind of blend in between personal and business, which is Facebook and Instagram and some other things. Uh, but no, it's strictly uh, LinkedIn for me. Um, it's Brian Hughes, Hughes Engineering, and I will pop right up there. And uh, that's that's a, and, I, and I'm if you know me, I will, uh, or if we've met before, then I will accept your connection. Uh, but that's probably the best best way to do it. And of course, um, Hughes's website is easy to find. And uh, as far as some promotional stuff, you know, we talked about recruiting. Um, we are currently doing an initiative where 
in order to attract candidates to our company, uh, whether they're entry level, like right out of trade school, uh, somebody that's thinking of joining the trades, which, which is something that we're, we're promoting, or an experienced candidate that's maybe looking for a better situation. That's one of our initiatives where we do have um, some Instagram and some Facebook initiatives out there where uh, people might get pop-ups on their phone. We're doing some geofencing uh, with some advertising on YouTube uh, to promote some videos. And in, in this coming year, we're going to do some initiatives with Instagram Reels, which will be technician-based, uh, where they're going to be putting up some content uh, that's going to be out there. And we found some pretty good success because it's one thing to hear it from me or watch a, a website, but the younger generation, if you're 30 and under, uh, you're not, you know, I don't know what your experience is, Carissa, but they don't respond to email. Um, email is like the equivalent of USPS. Um, you know, half of them, their voicemail on their phone isn't even set up yet. It's it's Instagram, it's TikTok, it's text. That's it. And if you're not doing one of those three or all of them, uh, you're not going to get the attention of the next generation of people coming into our trade. No, you're right. Absolutely. Um, I've even found, too, as things have evolved over the years that, um, you know, I deal with, with customers over text, too. And that's something that's new to me, but it's definitely um, the way of the future, I suppose. That's the way that everybody uh, wants to communicate moving forward. So you're right. Yeah, you got to make sure that you're covering all your bases there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Customers. Yeah. I mean, you have to have a phone. Customers do want to call. And it's a it's a it's a good segue into that conversation. Customers do want to be able to call yeah. and they want that sell. Uh, but they just want to be able to like click on like you know new email, compose email, and start typing the first three letters of the company, and then it pops up and autofills emergency service for their HVAC contractor, and they just want to be able to send it in because they're doing it while they're on another call. Uh, they don't have time; they want to text it in. And as, as as service contractors, again, we have to meet the customers where they're at. If that's the way they want to communicate with us. Uh, then that's the way that we need to communicate with them, not insist that they go through a switchboard yeah. um, and, you know, dial one for service, dial two for accounting. Um, there's there's definitely, I sense some some things changing in the customer base on how they want to engage their, their service providers. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So what I'll do is I'll make sure that I um, link your company website to the show notes. Um, I'll also link as well if anybody is interested in, in working with you or connecting with you, uh, that they can reach you at the info at Hughes enveng.com that's right okay. that's right you got it right thank you <laughs> so i will link that yeah and we are currently hiring but we're not hiring current sp group member employees right we have to say that they you already work for a good company don't call us <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, but we're looking to grow we're definitely going to have some new people this year and uh, we're very much looking forward to some of the the new team members we haven't met yet uh, there's some uh, vans that we have out back that are ready to put some technicians in the seats. And we've got a couple of uh, open spots here in the building that we're hoping to have new professionals in. So uh, fingers crossed, you know, uh, things are looking good. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're, we're very optimistic for a good year, for sure. Yeah, well, we wish you the best of luck. And we look forward to working with you in 2023 and, and watching your success and watching you grow. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to end with? Any final notes or, or comments that you'd like to add? Uh, just just maybe a thank you. You know, if somebody, Carissa, at this point has suffered through this whole podcast to the end and they're still with us um, and you're still driving and you're still on um, and, and you know SP Group or if you know our company, uh, just want to say thank you. you know, on behalf of my dad uh, and my family, uh, you know, we, we just we got a good thing going um, for the people that have been with us all these years. And uh, we thank everybody that's not only here on our team, 
but the other people in the industry that we've met over the years uh, were a little bit better because of meeting you. And if, uh, if you're out there, you know who you are. Um, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And I, I hope you guys uh, a great year for your company as well. That's fantastic. Well, well, thank you so much for your time today. And yeah. thank, you, uh, thank you to all of our listeners as well for, for listening to us today. And uh, make sure to uh, follow us on our social pages to see any upcoming uh, podcasts that are coming up and uh, any links to Hughes Environmental Engineering and your um, email address will be posted as well. So thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate it. All right, rock on. Carissa, we'll talk to you guys soon, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. All right, see you soon. Bye now.